Hey, good evening, and welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast. Now your host, Ace. We are going to talk about, I don't know why you hate on the Eagles so much. They're not even in your division. They're not even in your conference. Like, yeah, you we got to see them unless you make it to the Super Bowl. Huh? If you want to do, do some cheesy quarterback push all the way to the playoffs, you want to you 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 hear from me. Like, you, don't change worry, it up. You, ain't, you ain't got to worry about anybody pushing Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, that ain't happening. Yeah, he'll push him he'll in the wheelchair, maybe he'll, he'll he'll break. They'll break his back. Wow. He'd be in a retirement home. He'd be in a retirement home. Did you home. know? I can bet on the Academy Awards right now. I can bet on the Emmys, which is Wait, definitely bet on the very right now? easily. So, so we can talk about so the AFC South for, and the NFC South. Oppenheimer. What? Oppenheimer. I didn't see you Barbie. Or Oppenheimer. We going to bet on Oppenheimer or Barbie? <laughs> no, I'm betting on uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Right? That came out in 2023. <laughs> no, I can't, I can't, I can't name a non-Marvel movie, though. Real talk. Like, I, I don't even know one. Aside from those two you just named, like, I haven't seen one all year. Maybe Scream 6 will win. I don't fucking know. Yeah, nobody knows. Wait, you said you can't name a non-Marvel movie? I haven't seen too many. I'm really out of touch with these movies. That released wow. in 2023. I'm not even gonna lie. Wow, that's I'm not gonna sad, lie. <laughs> I know that's kind of sad. <laughs> for me, especially, like, I was like, wow, I haven't seen any movies. Well, I take that back. Like the Blackening. I wanted to go see the Blackening. I saw that. The theaters real quick around here. So I'm just gonna rinse just it wait on now. Oh, so you didn't see. So you didn't see the Blackening. Okay. I did not see the Blackening. So don't ruin it for me, Justin. I'm not gonna say anything. You know me. I'm not gonna say anything. The Facebook. All you have to do is wait for two. All you have to do is wait for two months. It pops up on TV. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's actually available on streaming now. So. Yeah. Is is it really? Oh, I was gonna go get on Amazon for like five bucks. It was worth it. Let them get some bread. Um. So we've already started recording. So. Oh, did we now? Yeah. So all the Eagles fans heard. Heard me talk about you know they they quarterback game pushed in the back. No, well, I don't think live. I ever be recording then. <laughs> we're not live, but uh, yeah. Welcome to the Uptown Parlay podcast. You got Ace, Ants, and Malik. Y'all just gonna sit there? You know, what introduce yourselves. What's going on, y'all? Yeah. All right. I mean, you already introduced us, so what do I have to say other than what's up? That's a very good point. <laughs> Today we are going to be discussing the division winners <laughs> and the odds for the AFC South and the AFC North and the NFC AFC South and the NFC South. Well, I'm about to guess, huh? What's that? We're not going to talk about. We're not going to talk about how much Spurs are going to win the NBA championship this year. You no, know, without rookie of the year. Who's going to win rookie of the year? Did you say? Did you say your Spurs? <laughs> yeah, my second favorite team. Your Spurs, eh? Yeah, I've been San Antonio that. for six years. Now they're your Spurs. Yes, that's what happened. You have to adopt the team that you live in, you know, just like you're a Boston fan. I know. On, on a, on a side. No, I'm not, sir. No, no, no. Um, listen, I'm happy these players are getting paid. But, yeah, I'm happy these players are getting paid, but it's kind of crazy that um he got Anthony, the $4 million. Anthony, if you, if you say that again, I will be forced to come to San Antonio and smack you. Yeah. <laughs> I will fly all the way to your home. I don't even know where the hell you live yet, but I will fly to San Antonio. I will just walk the streets and call I'm out I'm like your 20 name. minutes from the airport now, so. 
I'm gonna walk the streets of San Antonio <laughs> and call out your name. And the first person that tells me where you live, I'm gonna come over there and I'm gonna challenge you to a duel. John Wick Four style. John Wick Four style. I'm just walk up to you and I'm gonna smack you and then I'm gonna challenge you to a duel to the death, ten paces. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you're saying you're not a Hawks fan? I'm saying. Those words should never be me and Hawks fans should never be spoken. Those words should never. I I I tend to think I kind of I don't think I hate the Hawks more than I hate the Celtics, but it's they're close second. They're close. Really? Second. Why? So can we? They've beaten the Knicks Dude, that, all that, once. It doesn't matter. It's the way it happened. It's the way it happened. You got to know, like the, ever since and, and, they got hot once. It's not the point. It's not all the right. point. It's not the point, Ace. See, you, 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 you're diluting the point. The point is the way it happened. Okay, gotcha. the the Knicks, the Knicks were the Knicks were on their way back to to relevancy, mm-hmm. and then Trey Young came in the Garden and did his little ice tray thing, and Atlanta was going crazy. Oh, I just I remember it so vividly, man. It's horrible. No, so never we, again. So can we safely say Braves fan then? No, we can't no. say Braves fan either. I don't like the Braves. Yeah, I don't. I don't win. hate the Braves. I don't hate the Braves, but I don't like the Braves. I kind of like them now more than Brian McCann's off the team, Mister. You know, defend the game guy, play the game the right way guy. Now that he's off the team, I'm okay with them. Even his own teammates didn't like him. Ronald Acuna Jr. is actually having fun now. No, the Braves don't bother me. But this ain't a baseball podcast because if it was, nobody would be listening. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, you heard me. I said it. Nobody's looking yeah, up the odds to see. No one's looking up the odds to see what the Braves are to win the World Series. I can tell you that shit right now. Everybody knows. It's kind of wow. Kinda we we're supposed to be saving that part for the, you know when the playoffs playoffs begin. You know, no, it's, sport, the, you know? it's the dead of July. Don't nobody give a damn. Listen, the Braves are going to make the playoffs, <laughs> but their pitching is soft, and they're probably going to lose. This is what I got to say. I will be talking about the Atlanta um, Falcons in the NFC South, but we're going to start with the AFC South because I actually find that division a bit more interesting. The Jaguars are overwhelming favorites at minus one five five to win the division. Second are the Tennessee Titans at plus three fifty. Then the Colts somehow are ahead of the Houston Texans at plus six hundred. Well, that's and the Texans are plus eight hundred to win the division. Put all your money on the Texans; they ain't going nowhere. This is to win the AFC South. <laughs> I don't think there's a sports book where you could bet them to come in last place, although that would be kind of interesting. <laughs> actually, wait a minute. They got a quarterback this year. Well, actually, you can bet certain teams to miss the playoffs if you really want to do that. You can bet the Bills to miss the playoffs at plus 225. That could actually happen. You can bet them to lose in the wild card round. That could actually happen, too. And they're, to lose in the Super Bowl, it's plus 1,000, which is pretty much a lot for the Bills. So, But it has to be the exact result. Or you can bet them to lose to the Jets on week one. Five times a charm. Jets week one, which going to get a mud hole stomping them. <laughs> well, we'll get to the AFC East and NFC East much later. So, Malik, you yeah, got one in the AFC like South. Um, I think the made the 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 biggest question of the AFC South. The biggest question that I would come up with from the AFC South is: Is Jacksonville for real? Um, because they were a tale of they their their their, their season last year was a tale of two stories basically you know they started out poorly under new head coach Doug Peterson or new for them right you know he's a super bowl winning head coach um new head coach Doug Peterson new offensive system you know a bunch of new players 
Trevor Lawrence going into, I think that was his third, second or third season. Second. Uh, in second season in the NFL, you know, after a relatively pedestrian rookie season, you know, so to speak. Um, and it took them a while to catch on. But when they did, they caught fire. And I think they won eight of their last nine or nine of their last 11, something like that, to, to take the division um, and, and, and you know, get into the playoffs. And then get a playoff win against the Chargers team that they shouldn't have beaten. Um, and then they went in and, you know, lost to Kansas City in a good game, you know, um, in, a, in a good matchup against Kansas City in Kansas City in our head. So, no. No slight to them for that from that perspective. So if you're thinking about it from that standpoint, like just based off of the, the end of last season, Jacksonville should get this thing hands down. The reality, though, is that um, I think that Tennessee, who had basically been the you know the cream of the crop in the division for however long for for years Fourth before then, they're you know yeah. So you know they haven't. Their their core is still there. Their core is still set. You know, they still got Derrick Henry. They still got Tannehill. They've still got the defense that's pretty good. And they've added DeAndre Hopkins, who, if he has anything left in the tank, should be, you know, a formidable receiving option for them as well. So I think that the main question there is, is Jacksonville for real? I tend I'm gonna tend to lean towards them, but I don't think I'm gonna do it in a fashion that's gonna be, you know, in, in any kind of a landslide. I'll say Jacksonville wins the division, um, and I'll say no more than 11 wins. I think it'll probably trend closer to like 10 and 7. Hmm. All right. And if you're still awake, please answer. Of course I'm awake. I am awake. I'm listening to everything. But I'm going to go the opposite on what Malik's saying. I like Jacksonville, but I don't think they're going to be the main um, team to come out of the winter's division. I'm going with Tennessee, even though I think they're still going to suck when it comes to the playoffs. Tennessee does have that type of running type of team. Then think in the beginning is going to help them out and hold them up there as far as being the um the leader of the pack as far as for this team. I had Jacksonville as maybe trying to get a wild card, but I have them missing the playoffs. But you have Tennessee oh, winning the I'm division. Gonna have Tennessee, I, Tennessee is going to be – Yes, I had Tennessee winning division with 11 games. Nice. All right. Um, on this division, I really like to take a flyer on this, and I'm going to be honest. I think if Jonathan Taylor is healthy, I think the Colts can come back and win. Um, I think they got rid of a coach that really never had a quarterback when Frank Reich. Um, I don't really think very highly of him as a head coach. He never did much with Indianapolis, and yet he gets rewarded with a new job, which we will get to in the, when we talk about the NFC South. Um, the Indianapolis Colts new head coach is Shane Streakin, who is the former offense coordinator for the Eagles. So their only issue is the fact that I think their starting quarterback options are Anthony Richardson and I don't know who. Uh, I don't even know if they have I don't even know who their who their veteran backup is. Andy Dalton, as far as I know, is in uh, Carolina. So I, I can't even figure out who the backup is, but that's not even going to factor into my decision. What are you going to say, Malik? Okay. Don't worry about it. So, no, it's still I, Sam Ellinger. Elling, Sam Ellinger? Yeah. Ellinger and Richardson. That's it. Wow. I'm still going to take the Colts because I like the value at plus 600. I think the Jaguars are going to struggle on defense because they've lost a lot of their defenders. Um, 
their defensive line is going to be hurt due to the losses. I like their secondary, but the Colts' defense was still pretty good. Although they lost a few a few linebackers, I think they'll be okay. Their offensive line is still pretty is, is still one of the best in that division. If they can protect Anthony Richardson and he can develop slowly, I think they can win some of those division games. They won't be as bad as they were last year, obviously, losing. That comeback against the, the one cool thing about that quarterback show was seeing that comeback again from uh, the Vikings against them when they somehow managed to lose the one game that Jeff Saturday actually had a chance at winning. Somehow blew that. But I think the Colts, you know, another year in, Jonathan Taylor healthy. I think, you know, running backs, running backs do matter a great deal. Whether or not they pay him, I don't know. But he's only 25 years old. He's had plus 1,500-yard seasons two years in a row. He's easily going to get 1,000 yards again. I think the Colts defense and the fact that they got a crazy athletic rookie quarterback, I think they're going to do some, you know, they're going to make some noise. And they're one of the few teams that was able to handle the Titans and keep it close against them. Texans should improve, but I just don't have faith in a rookie quarterback really, really having to lead the team. And, you know, everything else in their team is a bit iffy. The Texans will probably have about six wins. The Colts win this division. It's going to be murky like it was last year. And they're probably going to get by on a nine and seven or I'm sorry, a nine and eight season. I think whoever gets the 10 wins first is going to win this division. Likely the Jaguars, but as an upset pick, I'm going to take the Colts. Just my opinion on that. So I find it it interesting that you just said you don't trust a rookie quarterback in the Houston Texans, but you do trust the rookie quarterback in the Indianapolis Colts. Yes. Um, You know why? And the fact that Richardson, of the two of them, of the Mm -hmm. two of them, Richardson Mm -hmm. is the least... Uh, he's the he's the least experienced quarterback of the two of them between him and C.J. Stroud. So I find that very interesting. I saw C.J. Stroud. Um, I that you know I'm. It's still going back to that. I know it shouldn't hold us against him, but it still goes back to that Michigan Ohio State game of him just getting his ass handed to him over and over and over again by Michigan defense, who had very few guys going to the NFL. And I'm like, he's only going to be playing against better players now. Now, Anthony Richardson was playing against Georgia, and he was looking scary good against Georgia. And those guys are in the NFL. And the level of play that he had to go against in the SEC is much higher. And he was scaring the hell out of people with a kind of an iffy offense. Like, Florida looked really good with him, you know? He only got to start one full season. That's due to coaching issues and them not wanting to put him in the game. But I think he's going to have a chance to develop. He's going to have a whole full offseason to work. OTAs, all of that, and they invested a super high draft pick in them. Now, will they put them out there right away? I don't know. But it's more the fact that they can lean on Jonathan Taylor to help with the offense. And if you have a quarterback who can run and a running back who can run, well, their defense is better than what the Bears was last year, so I could see them trying to grind out games. The only team that does that any better than anybody else in the AFC South is the Tennessee Titans. It's just that they have three quarterbacks, which lets me know you have no quarterbacks. So I have less faith in them overall as a team than I do in the Colts and the Jaguars. Realistically, the Jaguars should win. Like, they're overwhelming favorites. But if anybody's going to surprise in this, I'm going to say it's the Colts. It sounds crazy, but, like, I just don't trust C.J. Stroud. Like, I get it. He has all the physical tools to be good, yeah, but, like, the Texans traded away Brandon Cooks to Dallas, so I don't even know who he's throwing to. can't name a receiver on their team. The Colts, uh... I can I know some of their receivers, but I, I just don't know it off the top of my head. I know I'm going to end up drafting one of them in fantasy somehow, some way. It's just going to end up happening. 
I always do. Michael Pittman, I think, still might be on wait, that wait, team. Wait, wait, wait. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. Come on, you just said you don't know another coach receivers. You just picked them to win the whole thing? Yeah, because they have the best running back. And this is a division with weak defenses. Okay, you heard it here, folks. You heard it here, folks. I like to do my research. Realistically, I said that. Realistically, I did say that, you know, the Jaguars should win this division. Should get about 11 wins or 10 wins. You got something to say? Yeah. And I, I just, 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 to, just to note for everyone that Jacksonville is bringing, in, bringing back uh Calvin Ridley um as well so they've added to their offensive yeah, they have a lot of power um on that team and the, the number of options that that uh Trevor Lawrence has has at his disposal um and Travis Etienne had a very good year you know um as the lead back on that team so we'll see uh yeah i i'm not putting my money i'm not i'm not if i'm putting my money on any team in this division i'm putting it on jacksonville to to squeak forward they went nine and eight last year i wouldn't be surprised if they got to 10 and seven or even 11 and six but i'm gonna i would take i would take 10. the Colts have michael pittman like i just said michael pittman jr really you know i don't know his dad like that so i just call him michael pittman um alec pierce you know i saying they they should win but i'm saying they can win oh gardner ministry Gardner Minishu, who is, you know, got some years in the league, 27, and be able to show Anthony Richardson how to play. Although Anthony Richardson Wait, I is not going to be playing, though. Start the season playing. More of the fact that the Colts have, you know, they still have Jonathan Taylor. And if he's not ready to go at the beginning, they still have Zach Moss. So your whole, thing is, your whole thing is banking on Jonathan Taylor? Punch, yeah. One who can run for 1,800 yards in a season and get, you know, 15-plus TDs on the ground right. can help you grind out games. Well, the, I just expect the defense to be much better than they were last year. My logic is a bit flawed, but, you know, it is what it is. I mean, it, works, it works in Madden, but, you know, okay. <laughs> we're going to be moving on to Malik's uh, second favorite team, who's favored to win the division, the New Orleans Saints at plus 120. Then the Atlanta Falcons at plus 215. The Carolina Panthers at plus 400. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at plus 800. Of these teams have new quarterbacks this season, with the exception of the Atlanta Falcons. Man, you go first on this one. All these teams are trash. <laughs> but I'm going to go with New, New Orleans on this one. They actually got what's the name back as a, as a tight end. You know, hopefully, you know, that might actually bring things back. I forgot the dude's name is, but he's a Hall of Famer tight end. He came out of retirement. He's coming back. Graham. Um, I'm gonna go with yeah, G. Graham. He's coming back. Coming back. Man. Just like just like how you want to put things on the what's on the running back, I'm gonna put everything on the tight end on this one. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna take the Saints and they're gonna they're gonna be the they're gonna be the nine team win. They're gonna wonder you know how this team is actually got in the in the playoffs type of thing. They're the Giants of this year. Thanks. All right. Well they do have a pretty good running back, so I hear you. And they also have a pretty well known fullback, uh Adam Prentice. They got team. Jimmy Graham. Just like we were talking about earlier. Jimmy Graham is on the team. They got Chris Olave, you know, and Michael Thomas trying to make his comeback. So they got some pretty good wide receivers. And they got the best running. They got the best quarterback, I'd say, in the division. Most experienced in Derek Carr. So we'll see. Uh, Tampa Bay, their defense the best out of all three of these, out of all four of these teams. I think Carolina will do the worst, personally. Um I think they're giving uh, Bryce – I don't think they're giving their rookie quarterback 
Bryce Young much to work with. They got Andy Dalton backing him up, and they got Matt Corral behind him, which is, you know, I guess he's just kind of stuck there, but I think he's probably going to end up getting traded. They can lean on Dalton, who was pretty good for the Saints last year in spot, you know, spot starts. And they do a running back by committee. They signed Miles Sanders, Carolina, so they should be okay. I don't have much faith in them, considering they traded away their number one wide receiver. They're going to be le- leaning on Demir Bird and DJ Chark to carry them. And Chark wasn't even that good when he had a better quarterback than he was in Jacksonville last year. So, really, And I have no faith in Desmond Ritter. I got to be honest. Um, he's got weapons, and he's got a lot of good receivers. But what I took away from Atlanta and really kind of reinforced it watching this quarterback season, to see that uh, Netflix show, their defense is atrocious. Give up points in bunches and easy. And I didn't see them draft a lot of defenders in the, in the draft. They didn't get a lot of high draft picks on the defensive end. So I don't see them doing very well. So I kind of have to lean on New Orleans or Tampa to win this one. Every team in here is, you know, plus, but I could actually see Tampa winning this division at plus 800. It's a long shot, but realistically, I'm going to go with New Orleans because I don't believe in the Falcons and I don't believe in Carolina. Carolina changed over the coach that everybody loved and fought for, who turned around the team and got them going in the right direction. I don't think Frank Reich is a good coach. He's a great, nice guy, you know, very nice dude, probably a good person, but um, I wouldn't want him coaching my team. I'm picking the Saints here, and I'm going to put my faith in Derek Carr, who has experience, and finally getting a coach who actually believes in him. So he got the best weapons, and everybody seems to be coming around and being healthy at the same time, and the best, best pass rusher in this division. So the NFC South this year um, will be facing their intra-conference schedule will be against the NFC North. The inter-conference schedule will be against the AFC South. And that last uh, game of the season, that 17th game, will be against an AFC East opponent um, of their like value. So um, the fact that the Tampa Bay Bucks did not, well, won the division, sorry, won the division last year so uh, means that they will be AFC East, not NFC East. Oh. Um, so they would be playing the team in the AFC East that ended with the same, that ended at the same level as they did. So that means that the Tampa Bay Bucks have to play the Bills. The Saints would have to play because they came in second place in the division would have to play against, um, the Patriots. I think so. Um, Patriots came in third, I want to say. Last. Was it third? No, they came in last. They went six and 10 or seven and 10 last year. It's the Dolphins that they came in second. Dolphins came in second. Okay, so yeah, so they Bills, would, Dolphins, they would need Jets, to play the Pets. the yeah, yeah, they would need to play the Dolphins. So you know, no, they're, no, it's the Patriots. Anyway, anyway, it doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is that um, these the the divisional the divisions that they're playing against have teams, both teams that are markedly better than them. And the so mean to me, the big question coming out of the NFC South is. Can two teams actually contend for the division title and or a wild card playoff in the NFC? The NFC to me is a relative when you look at the, the the landscape of the league, the NFC, there's not really aside from Philadelphia and San Francisco, it's pretty much, you know, yeah, I'm sure that there's a lot, there's a lot of love for Detroit, a lot of uh enthusiasm for for some of the other teams for Seattle and some of the other teams in the league, but is there any is there any reason to believe that you know there's a, that a team from the south can't just you know get hot and potentially you know challenge? 
for a wildcard position, given the given that they're playing in a relatively weak conference and they're playing and they're they're their foe on the AFC side is going to be the AFC South. I think their their schedules, all four of these teams' schedules, you know, they lay out pretty well for them. Um, because they're playing against the AFC South, they're not there's not going to be a whole bunch of travel for these teams, um, mm-hmm. you know, this 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 time around. Um, and so and, and they're not they're not going west at all. None of these teams are going west at all. So, you know, I think that plays into their favor. Um, Ace, I think you're right. You know, if you just from the standpoint of longevity and and uh, you know continuity, even though De- uh, Derek Carr is a new quarterback, he has a relationship, a previous relationship with Dennis Allen, who is the head coach of the New Orleans Saints. Um, and unlike the rest of the quarterbacks, you know, in the situation, you know, he's he's you know had some success at the NFL level. He's been on a playoff team. He's been he's not like a you know, he's not a rookie. He's not a, you know, low round pick and he's not a, you know, journeyman, you know, which basically is what we can call uh, Baker Mayfield at this point, uh, journeyman quarterback. So, you know, to me, this, this, the stability and the continuity at the position um, kind of leads you to the fact that like this team is going to be the team to beat in the division. Question for me is, is there another team that's going to, that's going to compete? I like Tampa Bay as a team. I think they're going to play hard. Carolina is going to surprise a couple of people just in the way that Bryce Young goes out there and, and, and balls out that first year. There was a lot of doubts about his height, his size, and all those things. But you can't question his skill. You can't question his ability on the field. And you can't question his smarts. Um, so I think those things are going are gonna to show out at some point in time during the season. Um, and then Atlanta... I think Atlanta got a lot of slack for, you know, but they're they're a pretty good team in terms of just the talent on the field. Real question is whether or not they have the the right quarterback in their situation and when Desmond Ritter, um, and you know, time will tell. Time will tell as as it, as it pertains to that. So I think, you know, the Saints are the best bet in this division to win the division. Um, Alvin Kamara not having to get suspended, being able to play the entire season is gonna be big for them. Michael Thomas being back you know, healthy for how, for whatever that means, um, back and healthy for this offense should be good for them. Um, another year for their rookie receiver, um, for their receiver from last year, um, Chris Olave, um, who had a really good, who had a really good rookie season. And then to Anthony's point, you know, having Jimmy Graham back, um, he's not obviously not the same player that he was all those years ago when he was in new Orleans, but he, you know, he can still, you know, he still get open and he's still a big body, you know, that can, that can probably score in the red zone. So I wouldn't be surprised to see this offense come back to come back to, to its, its senses and start playing a little bit better. And that new Orleans defense is still the best defense in this division. So take the saints. Um, I would give them about 10 wins um, and put them at, put them at the forefront of this division. I don't see anybody else coming out um, or coming out of the division, but I would not be surprised if a team like Tampa able to get you know eight nine wins um as well so take the saints um the great thing is you still got plus money on them so take them now because my my guess is after like week one or week two especially if these other teams start out oh and two oh and one um that number is going to fluctuate uh if the saints come out two and oh and the rest of the division is winless yeah that that number is going to going to hit going to lower really soon so if you can get plus money on the saints now go ahead and do it really good bet 
I forgot about Baker Mayfield, but I want to throw this um out there. What are you gonna say? Yeah? Well, that's I tomorrow. Man. Baker Mayfield existed, but um, mm. I want to throw this out there. Um, throw this out there that I'm gonna have Atlanta winning the um NFL and getting the first pick in the NFL draft. They're gonna replace Desmond Ritter. Love that. They would love to get that to draft Caleb Williams. They would love that. They that's what's gonna happen. Game. See it. I guarantee it. I take Aaron's name and I'm guaranteeing it. Just like he always does, I'm guaranteeing it for him. Who Put money out, of on these, that. out of these two divisions, who do you think is the worst team? AFC South and the NFC South, because everybody looks at these two divisions really as the weakest in all the NFL. Like the odds even spell that out too. South. You could put a Texas, you could take the Texas and put it in the NFC South and it'll be the um they'll come out. They'll call it Lee Wildcard. Do you think okay? I think it's I would say that the Texans are still the worst team of the of the the eight teams in these respective divisions. But I would say that I don't think that I think that one of these teams, either one of these teams in the in the, in the NFC South is going to have a really, really bad year. It's gonna be a surprisingly bad season. And whether it's Carolina, Atlanta, Tampa Bay. Or even New Orleans, if if they they get hit with a rash of injuries or something like that, I just think one of those teams is going to be really really bad and going to be going to find themselves in the very very beginning of the draft next year. Outside of Drake London, but right now I would say Houston. Can you anybody here name a wide receiver outside of Drake London on Atlanta? Been Calvin Ridley, but he's gone now. Oh, exactly. Pitts is not really a receiver, but he's technically he's not really a tight end. He's Eh, technically more receiver than tight end. I mean, he's 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 definitely he's definitely a tight end. It's a big dude, so I I hear you. They're gonna need him. They're gonna need him to be uh, all pro this season if they're gonna be doing something. Um, oh, they did get some. They did get Bud Dupree on their defense. I will give them that. So they have a much better linebacker. Alone, um, yeah. the and they have Bijan, and and they got Bijan. About the uh, Lions and took Jeff Okuda. Bijan on offense. But as we, you know, remember, um, if they weren't able to protect, they weren't able to protect the quarterback last year. I don't expect them to be able to block very well for their new star rookie running back. Dijon is what they said he is. Maybe he will do something special. I don't know. He's only 21, so they still got a lot of juice in those legs. But I will say this: it doesn't bode well that Tyler Heineke is their backup quarterback right now, and I could see him starting halfway through the season if they got nothing to play for. Because I didn't see much from Ritter last year. And I'm not completely down on him. Like, I thought he was pretty good in college, but I just didn't think he was going to be a great a great pro. He's just too thin. He's tall enough to see. Like, clearly he's tall, but he's about 6'2", 3". But um, they can just double Drake London and load, you know, they can either double London and load the box or load the box and they can throw it. And I think if they do that, they don't really stand a good chance of stopping anybody. And they gave up a lot of points last year. Saints defense teams appears to be the best unit. And their offense overwhelmingly has more talent and more stars than everybody. So, so taking the Colts and the Saints, a $1 bet on that right now will hit you $15 at the end of the season. So you throw 10 bucks on that, those two come through, you got a nice buck 50. Nice steak dinner at the end of the year. We were going to review the quarterback series. All episodes, I think me and Malik watched the entire thing. What do you think of that, man? Because it showed me... Kirk Cousins kind of hilarious because of how just generally his demeanor is. And, like, I didn't realize he was so obsessive over football like this. But um, 
but it kind of makes sense. It doesn't seem that way for Patrick Mahomes. His seems a bit more effortless. Um, and actually, Mariota seems like a much better quarterback than I thought he yeah. was. Yeah, you can. But, but um, Cousins is getting crushed. Like, it just looks like nobody's blocking for him, is what I took from that series. I, you know, overall, I, I thought it was a great series. Um, it, you know, gave me a lot of, it put things into perspective in terms of the way that, you know, quarterbacks, you know, dip really regardless of where they are in their respective careers or where they rank in, you know, amongst the, the, you know, uh, the rankings of quarterbacks, they all work extremely hard to get to where they need to go um, to, to lead their teams. And they all do the best they absolutely can to lead their teams. Um, And Ace, to your point, like you can just see between Mariota and Mahomes Right. There is a, there is, there are, there's levels to this, you know, and it, it ain't, it ain't hard to tell. It ain't hard to see when you start, when you just watch, you know, how they play, how they lead, you know, the types of plays that they make, the type of things that they, you know, you can just, the, the command that, you know, Mahomes has versus what uh, a, a quarterback like Mariota is trying to establish, you know, like that's, that's one thing that was really interesting to me watching a quarterback in Mario who was on the team for the first time trying to, you know, establish leadership with sitting behind you that could take over your job at any moment versus these other two quarterbacks who are well entrenched into their respective teams who have been there for years, you know, had varying levels of success. That part of the job is not difficult for them. The part of it's difficult for them is, you know, is the, the main challenge for them is winning the games, right? Because they don't have any, um, they don't have to worry about like, you know, Patrick Mahomes doesn't have to worry about, you know, Chad Henney sitting back there getting ready to take his job. Um, and, and I don't even know who Kirk Cousins' backup was the last season. Um, I don't think we ever actually saw the guy on 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 the quarterback show. Um so yeah, it really gave me just a, a level of perspective into just the way that these guys prepare, you know, how obsessive they are, but how obsessive you have to be about your body and about the game of football in order to be successful at it. And you know what? I mean, I know he plays for the Vikings, but I respect Kirk Cousins a whole lot more coming out of this uh, this show than I did, you know, beforehand. You know, he's just a regular guy, you know, uh, he's... He's a chill, chill dude, and uh, but he plays his ass off. He plays as hard as he possibly can, and he knows it's the one thing about him. Like he knows that he's not the physically gifted, the most physically talented quarterback. But the dude studies his ass off, and he works crazy, works hella hard. And so, he, and and it reminds me of Ned Flanders playing quarterback. <laughs> you know, um, surprisingly, so yeah, it, surprisingly it was, it was, in very good shape every time we see him yeah the the whole thing with him i think with his his wife dresses him and like he yes. had the his outfit his after his after game outfit and people were like he's, he's like cold like they were like what did they say if cole's cash had a had a had a, had a picture drowning in cole's like, cash yeah. <laughs> yeah because every day he shows up in like a work shirt that you would see like an accountant and in the finance department and it's just like that's why people are finding him like he's just he dresses like my man, we know you're making like $28 million a year for the past like five years. So it's like, 
I know you could buy a nicer shirt than this, but clearly yeah. you're not stressed. You're not worried about none of that. Mahomes, no. is, you know, a little bit cooler, a little lot, lot younger. I keep, I keep forgetting that, you know, um, what's his name's 34 years old. So maybe that also has a bit to do with it. But also I like to think I was kind of surprised where they had them parking. That was the one that out to me. When you see them park and you see them, you never saw where Mahomes car was. When they were following like the wives around showing up to the game, I was like, wow, uh, Mariota's wife was just sitting in the stands and she's like six months pregnant. Meanwhile, everybody else is in the owner's box. So it's like they kind of knew this was like a one year thing for him. He was going to have to play his ass off to uh, get a long term deal. And even then, they would have been like, I don't know, man, like a couple more of those games, two more of those games go their way. They could have been in the playoffs, which is kind of crazy. But they gave away so many leads. That defense is. They were just so bad. They were just so, so bad consistently about that entire series. That's what I took away from that with Atlanta. Atlanta, the Falcons are just going to Falcon. Like, I don't know that that's just what they do. And now I remember, like, why I kept believing them. Like, they keep putting up so many points, and yet they keep giving up so many points. So they're consistent to what Arthur Smith is trying to do. Maybe they'll, I'll bet the over in all those games. We'll make some more money this year. The episodes, what do you have to say? Like I said, I remember that I have to see it again because I was actually watching it while I was dead tired. But mm-hmm. I did remember a little bit of um, Kirk Cousins or whatever, but I just hate him so much. <laughs> so <laughs> I hate him more than I guys, you know, but whatever. I actually, I have to watch that show again a little bit. But I was, mm-hmm. like I said, I was dead, dead tired. So I can't, I can't really give a good analysis on it. So mm-hmm. <laughs> all I can say, all I can say to make some type of contribution to the show is that I hate Kirk Cousins. So whatever. If y'all guys don't remember why, I don't need to bring it up then. All right. We'll say is this. Every I'm looking at the college football uh, to win their conference. Every team in the Big 12 is plus right now. Texas, Oklahoma. I don't know why they are. Kansas State, Texas Tech, TC1600. They lost a lot of players. They lost their best receiver. And Max Duggan also got drafted as well. UCF, surprisingly, is plus 3,500. I would put money on them, and I would put money on Baylor. I do think that Texas, if they're as real as everybody says they are, and they've been recruiting at that high level, they should win. So $100 gets you $105 back in a bet. And every single team in the SEC is plus 300 or more, with the exception of Georgia, who was minus 115 and expected to win. So if you are an Alabama fan, a Tennessee fan, an LSU fan, Ole Miss, Texas A&M, Auburn, South Carolina hoping for a miracle. If you're a South Carolina fan, um, I am not one, but I do have family from South Carolina and my family, as I like to say in there. Uh, <laughs> they are plus 9000 So a $10 bet on the South Carolina Gamecock will get you $900 back if you want to take a flyer. Every single team in the Pac-12 is plus 190 or better to win the championship. Oregon is plus 300. Washington is plus 320. You put both of those. Every Big Ten is plus 165 or higher. They basically expect it to be either Michigan or Ohio State who have the same odds. After that, Penn State is plus six. Wisconsin is plus 750. And really feeling super duper lucky, and you want to bet on Georgia Tech to win the ACC, they are plus 20,000. The only team with worse odds than that is Virginia at plus 30,000. But anything is possible. Pittsburgh, my upset pick to win it all. The ACC is plus 2,000. 
I'm going to be doing a uh, deeper dive on the college football come next Monday, going through the Vincent Pickens, who I think is actually going to win and going through the records and the odds of these teams and the quarterbacks and the players that they have returning. Because I've been studying the college football Bible that is the college football that is um, that one magazine that we all read. I cannot remember it right now. This is crazy. I've been reading that thing for the past three weeks. I even went down to Barnes & Noble. Yeah, you shoved it in my face a couple of days ago. I know, I know, with the the, the national cover too, because up here in the Northeast and in New England, they don't really care about BC that much. Um, or I will be going to the BC Florida State game up here in New England, which would be kind of dope. Um, that, and I'll be going to a preseason uh, Pats game because the tickets were cheap, cheap, cheap. So I'm going to be going to that. Um, oh. oh, don't worry, and you're going to get a chance to beat up on them. And the fact that they didn't get DeAndre Hopkins is definitely going to make much happier. I think we're going to be moving on to shout-outs unless it was anything else anybody wanted to go over. Well, that's one of my shout-outs. But... Oh, okay. Shout-outs? Um, I was going to do it like a shout-out to Shanae O'Connor because she passed away today. And, that's a, um, and I had some other shout-outs or whatever. But something to override that. So um, I'm going to have to, you know, maybe our guys maybe shout-out for Shanae O'Connor later on, you know, rest of soul or whatever. But um, like I said, I was gonna have some more shout outs. I had like four or five of them, but I'm not gonna do none of them at all because shout outs to Sean Payton. You know, he just put a big bullseye on his on his back today for open up his big fucking mouth. So shout outs to him. I can't wait till October eighth. So we're gonna come whip his ass. You know, I was just I didn't care. You know, I'm trying to keep quiet about this about you know putting targets on people's back. You know, like the Bills and stuff like that when we when we gonna beat the shit out of them when they caught throwbacks of the '85. But anyway. Shout out to Sean Taylor, you know, you know Sean Payton or whatever. And we just mixing the things up. That's how pissed off I am. Anyway, shout, shout out to him. He's gonna get his ass kicked. Broncos gonna get their ass kicked. Can't wait. That's my shout out. Um, shout out to Saskatchewan <laughs> Rough Riders for covering the spread last week. Yes, I have been betting on uh, Canadian football, and yes, I have been winning. And I'll be updating you guys on Monday with that. And there's games tomorrow and all day Saturday and Sunday. Go ahead, Malik. I'm surprised you didn't bet on Greece football. Sorry about that. Uh, so, yeah, as Ace kind of alluded to earlier before we got to this, shout out to the U.S. women's national team. Um, they are 1-1. One one. They're 1-0-1 one oh one in group play so far after beating, I uh, believe it was, it, I believe it was Taiwan. No, not Taiwan. Um, Vietnam. Sorry, Vietnam in the first game, the first match, and tying the Netherlands uh, just yesterday. Um, and they're looking pretty good. Uh, looking pretty good. Looking like they're going to get out of group play, and then we'll see what happens in the um, uh, in the actual, you know, um, you know, knockout rounds. Um, really into it. I'm really into it this year. You know, been been watching. You know, a, a good portion of games. Um, not just the U.S. team, but obviously the U.S. team for, you know, for getting getting where they where they've gotten and still remaining a powerhouse in uh, women's soccer. Uh, so I'll be continuing to watch, continuing to pay attention to to that. And uh, shout out to look, shout out to with women again. Shout out to the WNBA. That uh, that yeah, all fucking that they had. That all star that the WNBA had was actually kind of entertaining. The game was kind of entertaining. 
Uh, obviously, the um, the three point competition with um, I can never pronounce her name correctly. Sabrina Ionescu. Sabrina Ionescu. Yes, uh, with Sabrina Ionescu, you know, um, setting the three point uh, shootout record. Awesome. Shout out to Steph Curry. Seen. Shout out to Steph Curry is now she and then and then she doubled down on it and challenged Steph Curry to a shootout, which I think is. It's crazy, but I'm absolutely here for it. Let's yeah, do it. I want to see that. Let's do that. Um, I want to see that. Yeah, like I, you know what? Not for nothing. And, and the fact of the matter is, like I said, is this this summer? Aside from you know the NBA trade talk, I haven't really been watching baseball this year as much as I normally do. So this summer has been filled with you know Women's World Cup and WNBA basketball. I was really really getting into some WNBA basketball. Um, shout out to Messi uh for coming over and making mls soccer interesting like this summer has been interesting just with with sports that i don't typically follow <laughs> uh so shout out to shout out to that situation because that was actually a lot of fun um to watch uh last but not least shout out to all the nfl teams getting back getting back at it um we have missed you all <laughs> we have missed you all immensely cannot wait till we get back to football um and wait to you know, we are only what a week a week away from week away from the hall of the fame hall of game. fame game seven jets days. browns jets browns uh oh, don't don't expect to see aaron Rodgers or anybody else in that team zach wilson. Playing. zach wilson will be out there the playing his heart out the um, and uh, at least um, I, I wanted to say, like, so last week, if we would have recorded this, I would have said shout out to Saquon Barkley for standing his ground and holding it down and and fighting for whatever, for what he, you know, what he believed that he, he, he got. He settled and I was a little bit disappointed on that one, but still shout out to him for, you know, getting your bag, getting, getting back to work. And hopefully the, the, the Giants, you know, respect you enough to give you a bag, you know, at the end of next season, even though you'll be one more year older and you know one more year closer to the dreaded age of 30 for for running backs so uh hopefully that doesn't work out against you um but i'll be i'll be pulling for you and and pulling for your you know pulling for your for you to you know get what you deserve because i think you you know i absolutely think that you know and not just saquon like any of these running backs who are out there doing double duty as receivers Speaking Runners, of that, special shout out blockers, to Josh Jacobs, who liked my tweet. the most important players on their team. Who liked my tweet because I had his back. And I think you should sit out a couple games and see how tough the Raiders really are about that, about not paying them. And then just come back with about 10 games to go and then show them how much you mean to that team since, you know, you led them from but, scrimmage in yards the past two seasons. But let's see how that goes. You know, the the – Older players, you know, the former players that have chimed in about this are right. Unfortunately, until every running back, you know, until all the backs come together and band together and, you know, force it, force change, changing will happen for this, for this, for this, uh, this, you know, position. It's been going, it's been trending this way for a long time. And it's unfortunate that it's taken this long to get to a point where people are ready to say something about it, but we'll see. We'll see. Even Le'Veon uh, Bell was trying to bring that up before. He, yeah, he, people, people was getting on him about it, but he was trying to bring up that issue before. He he fell sword and it took a year off, and it and it it ended up you know pretty much ruining his career. You know, as a result of it. Um, although he did 
Did he win the Super Bowl? Did he, did he get a Super Bowl ring with Kansas City? I can't. I don't remember. Um, I think he did. I know he was on the team, um, but I don't know if he was. City. They signed him halfway through that season. Yeah. So bad. yeah, he was never. He got he his never, ring. He never performed the same after that, and that's kind of where it went downhill for him. He said he retired right. just recently, but realistically, um, had he played with had he played with Pittsburgh that season, it wouldn't have made a difference. But I really think he proved his point because Pittsburgh didn't make the playoffs that year, and with the previous three seasons, they all qualified. As a matter of fact, they were in the AFC Championship game twice with him. So maybe, just maybe, like I keep saying a lot, running backs mean a lot, especially when they run out of backfield and catch over 40 passes a game. They do. Game, they do. Yards. I mean, I'm like it. They do. And you it's going to have to be, there's going to be, a, it's going to have to be, something has to happen in order to force in NFL teams to recognize that the running back position isn't just a handoff and, you know, it's just not. It's not just seeing a position where you just hand it off and go. You know, there's a lot. There's a lot going on in that position. So and there's a lot of special players that aren't getting paid. Really, Eckler, Saquon, and Jacobs is who I can really think of. Because when yeah. you look at these paid players, they catch a lot of passes in Kamara and McCaffrey. But on that note, we are out. Peace. Like Sean Payne's Sean Payne on October eighth, out the career. <laughs>